Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new season of Brain Wellness, the podcast. I had previously chosen the arbitrary number of 20 episodes to have in a season, and if you've been following along, you'll notice that that's not where we're at this time. This is actually the first episode I'm recording since I was in a car accident back in April of this year, and we're now into October. I am grateful for all the guests who joined me this spring when I got so far ahead with interviews and was able to focus on my healing. This episode also marks one year of the podcast. Yay! We've had some great guests on the show, one of them being here with me again today, my good friend, Amanda Ewers. This upcoming season is going to have a little bit of a different focus on topics. Uh, We're going to focus on topics related to concussion and TBI, with at least the first couple of episodes being a little shift again from our normal. I'm taking the interviewee seat initially to answer questions about my own experience with concussion and TBI following my accident, and I'm handing over the interviewer role to Amanda. So take it away, Amanda. Hello, hello. I am just completely honored to be here and to be hosting for Mandy today. I have been alongside her during this journey, and I can tell you that uh, it's it's been really important for her to provide some consistency and co- continuity for you all. Today, we are going to try to get through the entire 30 minutes, but um, as with any TBI concussion injury, we want to make sure that we are not overloading, and so we will definitely provide value for you today. Um, Mandy has definitely come a long way since April. A lot of things have been going on, and I hope to have encouraged her a little bit to share the story with you because I think it's important that her viewers know what she's been up to behind the scenes and just to know that there there's so much to still learn about the brain and how we can heal from such an injury. So Mandy, let's share with the viewers today, what exactly happened to you on that April night? Yeah. So that, that day itself was kind of a whirlwind for me. Um, I think some of my viewers know that I had switched jobs a month prior to this happening. So back in March, I switched jobs from neurology to neurosurgery. And earlier that day, I was in something in an experience that I had been waiting 24 years in healthcare to go see. I got to go see brain surgery and be right there watching the surgeon do this miracle work of removing a brain tumor. And it was the most exhilarating thing I think I've ever done. Um, It was definitely the highlight of my career. I could not stop talking um, at the time, my fiance's ear off as we were uh, getting ready or getting home from our respective jobs. I could not stop talking to him about the ac- or excuse me, about the surgery all day long because um, I was just so excited. I had been waiting for this, like I said, for 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was like the highest high in my career seeing this brain surgery. And we got a late start heading out to dinner. 
and I kept his birthday was coming up. I had just gotten him a new present for his uh, archery stuff and he was playing with it. He was super excited. Um, this part, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> he was super excited. We got in the car and we're driving to dinner and I'm still talking his ear off about the surgery that I saw and how amazing it was. And we're getting ready to turn to the restaurant and the lights turned green or so we thought. Uh, and we turned at the intersection and there was a car coming the other direction. You can see for a long ways there. But at the very last second, my fiance realized that the car was not moving. They weren't stopping. They weren't slowing down. They weren't adjusting at all. And he realized that he had to be the one to do something to move out of the way. He turned the steering wheel as much as he could to try to, to reduce the impact. But the car hit us full on right in front of my side of the vehicle. Um, it hit us so hard that it sheared off the front of the vehicle right in front of the tire on my side. And we were in a very safe vehicle. It's one of the top three rated Toyota Highlander, gave it prizes. It was a really good uh, life-saving vehicle. All of the airbags went off. That part was insane. <laughs> all of the dust in the air, the, the, um, all the little fibers coming out of the, out of the car seat itself. And then all the airbags going off. The problem with being the passenger in the seat is that there's no airbag in the center of the vehicle. And I can distinctly remember like how fast everything else was going. That moment in time slowed down and I could feel every movement of my head as it was moving from one side to the other. Um, and for those that work in healthcare, they call it a coup, counter coup injury when your brain essentially sloshes from one side of your head to the other. And it's that happened in slow motion. I could feel it happening. And then everything after that was like on fast forward again. Um, the car stopped. My fiance made sure that I, that I was okay. He forced out, came around to the other side, checked on me. Uh, I ended up going to the, the hospital in an emergency or in the ambulance um, to the emergency room. My knee was swollen. I couldn't stand on it. Uh, my shoulder was swelled up. I had scratches down my shoulder. My neck was starting to hurt, but I didn't really notice my head yet at that point. Mm -hmm. And most of it was, it seemed kind of orthopedic, whatever. We got in the ambulance. They put a C collar on me just in case. Um, I remember that part. They, I think the worst part though, back up a second was when the stretcher wheeled me, when the ambulance folks wheeled me across the front of the car and I could see what was missing. There was no front mm -hmm. of my car anymore. And I started to panic a little bit at that moment. Um, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen next, but I knew we were going to the emergency room and my coping mechanism is always humor. So I was joking with the, the paramedics, um, telling stories about other injuries that I'd had and how funny it all was. And nah, I don't need anything for pain yet. I'm doing okay. I can muscle through it. Mm -hmm. We get to the, the emergency room and they had to move me from the stretcher to a wheelchair and park me in the, in the waiting area to wait my turn because apparently I hadn't been called in the right level of trauma and um, sitting there waiting with a C collar on my neck and an ice pack stuck on my knee was probably the weirdest experience. Um, and then it just so happened to be one of the hospitals that I work at. <laughs> so 
trying to tell people, yeah, I'm your new provider here, but I can't work right now. Um, I'm actually the patient at the moment was a very weird experience. Uh, I got lots of imaging done. I had no fractures. They saw soft tissue changes. uh, And that was about it at that point. We didn't leave until the middle of the night. We never got to dinner. Uh, One of our friends came to help us, took my fiance back home to get our other vehicle so that he could get me home once we were done with all the evaluations. He had to go home or excuse me, go to work the next day. And then I slept because I was in too much pain to go to work, notified my boss that I wasn't going to be there. Um, we were supposed to have a birthday party for him that night that got put I remember on, that. on hold. Yeah. I was supposed to be there for that. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of people that were going to be there that night. Um, and I sent a message in the emergency room. I wasn't thinking that was our friend that was there. She's like, you're not going to have this party still, are you? And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't think I am. But I don't remember most of the conversations that we had in the emergency room. I know that she was there with us and I know we did a lot of waiting. Um, I, but I couldn't tell you the, the extent of all the conversations that we had. Uh, I couldn't tell you the name of the doctor that I saw or anybody that helped to take care of me. Um, I can't tell you exactly what time we left, but I know we left at some point and I was nervous to get back in the car again. So is it, is it normal for people that have, um, an accident, a uh, uh, severe, you know, forced trauma like that TBI concussion to kind of block out some of those memories or be unable to retain them? Is that, is that normal? So when somebody has a, a traumatic brain injury and concussion is a form of TBI, It just depends on the level of it. So a lot of times they will refer to it as a mild TBI or MTBI is the abbreviation that they use. And I can only remember that because I just listened to something else on it last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's really actually very common and people will have mild symptoms, but the symptoms don't have to show up immediately. It can be a couple days later. Um, when I was working in the hospital, taking care of stroke patients, we actually wouldn't see the worst of their symptoms for a couple of days. And that's Mm -hmm. partially due to the damage and the swelling that's happening in the brain. You can't always see that on imaging. And they did a CT of my head, but it didn't show a bleed. That's the big thing that they would look for on that. So I didn't have a severe TBI to the point where it was a bleed, but it was enough that I started losing little bits of my memory. So when would you say that you, cause they, you know, they had done some of those uh, exams and I, I recall that, that night, I remember seeing the photos pop up and, and getting the message that something had happened and everyone was all smiles. And then the next day it seemed like things kind of shifted the, the mood definitely changed. Um, I remember you saying, I'm really sore and I I feel different. I think that was some of the language that you used. And I just, I'm really tired. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the party. And obviously everyone is like, yes, you know, you just had an accident. You got a lot going on. And it was about a week. I feel like it was about a week before everything kind of set in that something was off. 
And you said something about not being able to put words together and you had a really bad headache. Mm -hmm. So what can you share with us with those things? Can you remember that transition? Um, And when it comes to that, it's how, how do you know to ask for help? That's actually a, a huge problem that has haunted me for much of this past six months. Um, I didn't notice that I, I didn't put two and two together that I was having issues right away. They were there, but I didn't recall them. Um, so the accident happened on a Thursday night. I missed work on Friday. I thought eh, maybe one or two more days, not a problem. So we went that weekend to find a replacement vehicle because I was going to need to get back to work the next week. And Oh, that's a whole another probably another story in itself, but we got the same vehicle all over again, which um, PTSD hit me that day. Not driving home in that vehicle, but driving home in my other vehicle, just being in the car by myself. And I think I called you that day. Yes. Because I needed somebody with me as I was driving. Um, I was freaked out being behind the wheel, which didn't make sense to me because I was the passenger in the accident. So why would it freak me out being behind the wheel? I still haven't figured that part out, but just being in the car, uh, seeing other people moving around me, I, I was emotionally gone. There was nothing I could do at that point. Um, the memory bits, and I actually had to look back. I've recently started a spreadsheet so I could keep track of my symptoms now. And I started looking back at text messages that I sent to to you, to Dawn, to family, to whomever I sent messages to explaining what was going on. So I could try to piece together for myself because I don't remember all the details. I know a couple days after the accident, I went to the pharmacy to pick up medications and I couldn't remember the name of my medications that I needed to refill. I had to go back and forth to the pharmacy a couple of times and I only have two prescription medications. So it's not like there was a lot to remember, but I couldn't remember the names I needed to refill. And then uh, Don and his daughter and I went for, went out to lunch a week later and we went to a place and had pho. I had Thai tea. I remember that part. And I was telling him that he needed to try it because it was amazing. And apparently he did. I don't remember him trying it, but apparently like a couple minutes later, I'm like, you really need to try this because it's amazing. And they both looked at me and they're like, you just did. Like, Okay. And then that's when I kind of realized that I wasn't remembering everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Again, I had thought it was just going to be a couple of days out of work. I've had little concussions before, maybe miss a day of work, not a problem. Mm-hmm. And this time it was like the rug got pulled out from underneath me. It was not like any experience I'd had before. I couldn't come up with my words. I couldn't remember what I said to people. I didn't. I didn't even remember who I told and who I hadn't told that we'd been in an accident. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't remember. We never did reschedule his birthday party. (laughs) So there's that poor guy. I never got a birthday party after all that. Um, And it just, it was really weird trying to do anything at home. I had no energy. I was sleeping 16, 18 hours a day. And then I was still exhausted. So I was sleeping at night and sleeping during the day, trying to get my kids off to school, trying to figure out when I could get doctor's appointments in, um, trying to figure out how I was going to drive myself to these appointments because 
I didn't like being in the car. Mm -hmm. And how do you know when you have troubles? Um, you don't. My biggest problem was that I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to seem weak. I know I talk to people about this all the time, mm -hmm. but I've always been the strong, just push through kind of person. So even when I've had stress in my life, I've always just pushed through it. Not a problem. It'll go away. We'll work it out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to admit that I couldn't remember things. Right. Don was already, he felt bad about the accident because he was driving. So I didn't want to put more on him. Um, so I kept a lot of it to myself and because I was struggling with my words, I wasn't reaching out to friends and family either. Cause I didn't mm -hmm. want to not be able to come up with my words during a conversation. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to not know what to say and not know how to speak yeah. very well. And I, I can remember when that, when you called that night and you were, or not night, but that day, and you were just, she's like, I have to pull over. I'm, I'm scared. Will you just stay on the phone with me until I get home? Because the sheer, just, it was an overwhelming fear of just being in the car. And she's like, every movement around me makes me nervous. Like, on the verge of a panic attack because, and this is a brand new vehicle and she's driving and she's like, how am I going to go to work? How am I going to function? How am I going to do this? And then they, they have dinner and, and the bubble tea. I remember at first it was, it was funny. And then it wasn't funny because then the words weren't coming and the the mood changed and it became much more serious and i remember having conversations with mandy of saying what would you tell your patients and she couldn't come up with thoughts she she's like i as she's going through this process doing the things that she would tell her patients but then unable to remember some of them too um and that was really terrifying. She had just taken this new job and, you know, I got to get back to work, but I also have to take care of my, my health. And there was a, there was a lot of fear in this experience, but the biggest thing was how do we get you better? So I want you to stay tuned because this next, this series is going to be her journey how she's gotten to where she is today, because I tell you a week ago, we would not be having this conversation. Just in this last week, Mandy has made huge strides and she can't wait to share all of that with you. But in order to do that, we've got to tell you where she's been to tell you where she is now. So speaking of that, we don't want to give away everything today, but you know, he didn't get that birthday party, but I think maybe there's been some other things to make up for, um, for all of that. So have you acquired any new jewelry <laughs> lately by chance? I have actually. So, uh, 
well, a week before the accident, he had actually proposed. So that was, uh, I was on a little bit of cloud nine from that as well. But uh, after a series of events, trying to figure out where we wanted to get married, how we wanted to do this, how we were going to get through everything, we just decided that um, we were going to go ahead and get married and and uh, do the thing. So we had already had a family vacation planned in August, um, going on our annual cruise, which I was really nervous to go on because of all my symptoms that I'll, I will talk about as we go through all this stuff, but I was really nervous to go on it, but we thought, you know what, that's a special thing for us. So we checked and, and looked to see if it was an op- op- option to even add the wedding on. And it was, so we got married on the first day of our cruise on the ship before it set sail. Uh, and it was the, probably the, aside from having my children, it was the best day of my life. So that's, that was really exciting. Doesn't mean I didn't have symptoms. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't struggle a little bit, but uh, I had something really good to look forward to on that one. So was, how did going through this process of, of getting married um, either contribute or hinder your progress in, in your healing? Can you share any of that with us today? Um, I don't know that it would, that it really hindered or or made anything worse or better. I think in just in the process of going through this experience together, we were in the car together. We've experienced everything together since then. Um, honestly, our relationship has gotten stronger than it ever was. And it was really strong to begin with, but he's my rock. Uh, I would not be where I am today without him next to me. So it's, I've been so grateful just to have him there. And it was really nice to have something to look forward to as, as symptoms kept popping up initially and not getting better. It was really hard to see any positive things. So having Mm -hmm. that to look forward to was, that was a light at the end of my day. I had had this amazing thing that I got to look forward to as scary as thought of being on the cruise ship was Um, (laughs) I got to marry my best friend. So it's like I said, I couldn't, I wouldn't be here today where I am without him by my side. How beautiful. And he is definitely a great guy. I've, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting him on multiple occasions and spending time with you both. And they are just two peas in a pod, if you will. (laughs) Um, But Yes, Mandy has definitely gone through a journey and, you know, there, there's been, we've been friends for many years and to see her go through this and not have the knowledge to help her, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to watch. And I I can only imagine being with you day in and day out and seeing the, the transformation that, that took place to be a difficult thing to go through and to start out your marriage with that and just knowing that she's not th- where she is now, like, I, I know that that this is only temporary. And even if it's not, I'm still here. <laughs> and so I think that, you know, just from a relationship standpoint, I think it's really important that we find those people that um, can support us when we are at our best and be there when we feel like we are at our worst. So 
um, upcoming, Mandy's going to be sharing with you her more about her experience, more of the symptoms and, and things like the cruise ship and what that experience was like leading up to it. And while she was there, um, she'll also be talking about traditional treatments versus your non-traditional treatments and some that she's participated in herself. There have been a lot of difficulties that she's had to face through this experience, and she will be sharing that with you. She's also identified gaps in the system, and I, it's really important that we know where those are and we know where the resources that are available to you that she's been able to locate, and she'll be sharing that with you. There's a lot of complicated factors that are involved with a TBI and its recovery such as the PTSD that she mentioned, the anxiety, the depression, and rotational forces. So there's going to be other things like your vision is, is impaired, your speech is impaired. All of these things uh, are part of those forces that are being affected from a TBI. The need for a strong support system and my favorite, the importance of mindset. So I would love to come on and and do more with you on this. I know she's going to have some amazing guests that are also going to be sharing space with her, um, some some doctors that she's worked with, some people in the non-traditional uh, treatment er area. They will be coming on to discuss some of their treatments that they participate in and like I said, a week ago, we would not be having this conversation. And I know it was what, three weeks ago, I said, Mandy, you have to do something <laughs> with this experience. And I think you share it as a story. Why don't you make this a multi-episode thing? And I'm so happy that she has been able to bring herself into this space where she's able to create and put these ideas together because it's been, it's been a long time coming. Um, her summer was definitely spent in recovery. Her children have been amazing supporting her in that. And through the experience, I think she's got something really special in the pipeline. Do you want to give them a little nugget on that? So those of you that again, have been around a while know that um, I got actually got to be a published author this year on my migraine treatments. Uh, I had a friend recommend to me that, um, you know, we've talked on this on this show a lot about this, actually, about people documenting their experiences, documenting their recovery and using that as part of their own therapy, but then sharing it with other people. So I'm documenting as I go along, um, now that I could remember to do so, <laughs> I've been uh, documenting what I've been going through and, and a lot of the things that we'll be covering uh, in the, in the show here, we'll cover much more in depth, um, but there will be another book coming out about this one. Um, I'm not going to share the title quite yet because it, that will come with further things that we talk about, but it's uh, a compilation of things that I've learned, things I've experienced. Um, it's, the irony of being a neuroscience nurse practitioner and having a traumatic brain injury um, was not lost on me right away, even though I couldn't remember much else. I'm like, I <laughs> should not be on this side of the healthcare world. Um, <laughs> but yet here I am living the dream. So 
um, I, I plan to share all of that uh, in written form so that I can hopefully help other people too. Oh, beautiful. And I, and I know part of your therapy has also been trying to visualize and going through some of that. So hopefully she will be able to share some of that with you too. Um, there's, there's several different forms of therapy that you can participate in, um, to try to bring yourself back. And Mandy has definitely tried many of them because it was important for her to not just be a wonderful mother and amazing wife and tremendous friend, but to also be a, a servant leader in, in the healthcare field. And so she, she has an amazing boss that is working with her in her healing and she will get to watch more brains being operated on <laughs> soon enough. So thank you so much for joining us today. And Mandy, do you have any closing words that you would like to share? No, I just say, stay tuned for, for more information on this because it's, um, it's been quite a journey and I'm excited to finally be able to share it. So proud of you, friend. <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. All right. Bye, guys. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.